Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, you were on fine form today. Thank you very much for your emails, texts and tweets. So we'll bring you some of the best of those. Um, we also spoke to Joe Wilkinson and David Earl, actors and writers. You've uh, seen them in many uh, programmes involving Ricky Gervais, including, yeah. of course, uh, After Life, this new yeah. series. They're both in that. Uh, they are doing a new podcast because David has moved down to the West Country and needed to adopt a new team. And they've fully embraced it. Had to uh, pull him up on some geography, Paul. You certainly did. Ian Stone, comedian and Arsenal fan, joined us as well from uh, the footballs on on uh, BT Sport. Big Arsenal fan. And, uh, yeah, we looked ahead to, to tonight's game and talked about their contentious decision to call off the North London derby and get his take on that. And we had a birthday spread. We did, we did, Paul. Which was epic. <laughs> um, here it all is. It is um, six minutes past one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. Afternoon, Paul. I've got three things to say to you. One, first thing oh, is yeah. not really to you. It's to the African nation of Ghana. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. Who've just crashed out of Afcon, uh, lo- losing to a team that had never scored a goal. Yeah. Uh, on uh, was it a couple of days ago, wasn't mm, it? And, yeah. Um, and they, that has all happened because I did choose them pre-tournament they as my team, to team. <laughs> they were my team right. to follow so huge uh, huge uh, apologies to Ghana right. went to Reading on uh Tuesday night, yeah. Paul v. We spoke to the, uh, Tom Greatricks, your friend who, who was at Did the game you? with you. We spoke to him yesterday and asked why Fulham become such yeah. goal machines. Well, seven 0 and then, but then, of course, the last two games have been six two, six two. Who they've been playing? Heather Watson. I there I... it is. I'm back. <laughs> He's decided it's some sort of sponsor thing. He does a Heather Watson gag every day. <laughs> There we are. That's that bit. And at, and at the game, I did go with Tom and his yeah. friend Kevin. And Kevin told me a fantastic story. It's right. a Geordie Kevin, big Newcastle fan. Yeah. And he was saying, uh, whenever they play Leeds away, yeah. they stop on the way home at a fish and chip shop called the Weatherby Whaler, which is quite a famous. Oh yes, I've heard of that. Famous yeah, yeah, chip yeah. shop. Really, really good chip shop. And they all, they're all, they're all like, mm, not. Sh-. They, they left this game late, a bit too late on a, on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. And they like, I think the chip shop's going to be shut by the time we get there. Right. David Batty, this is how, shows you how long ago it was. David Batty. David Batty goes. Yeah. Oh, I've got a mate who lives in Weatherby. I'll get him to go and get the chips. He can meet us at a junction. Bring the chips onto the Newcastle team coach. Everyone's like, brilliant, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, they stop at this junction. The the uh, coach doors open. On steps David Batty's mate with like four big bags of chips. It's Harry Kewell. <laughs> 
really? Yeah. Harry <laughs> got the chips got for him. Got the chips for him. That's fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I thought that was a fantastic story. I've got a mate. Yeah, I've got, I've got a mate in Weatherby. Yeah. yeah you could have said it was Harry <laughs> Kuehl. That's not bad. <laughs> there we are. So I didn't know if we could do, you know, football as you've seen down the chip shop was what I was going to go for, oh, Paul, Charlie's, for Charlie's, Charlie's Choice. Charlie's Choice. Okay, well, we can do football as you've seen. At the chip shop. I've got a chip shop story. Have you? There we Stevie, are. Stevie, this is... Uh, maybe I should get Stevie Perriman to tell it, the, okay. the, the, the skipper. Yeah. When he, when he first came back from uh, managing Japan, he had very young kids. And uh, they, I think he was living back in... In Surrey, Steve will put me right if he's yeah. listening. I know he often does. Um, uh, listen to Talksport. So um, they were in this chip shop, and our kids were about oh, six and four or something like that, maybe a little bit older. And uh, packed chip shop Friday night. Yeah. They're all queued up. These two little uh, kids with uh, with Steve Perriman. And they start having a row, but because they've just come back from Japan, they started rowing in Japanese. Oh, amazing. So they're having a full-on row in Japanese <laughs> in a chip shop in Surrey. So he's half the proud. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So there we are. Football, yeah. as you've seen down the chip there shop, are. I thought we'd we'll be got there. two football chip shop stories. <laughs> yeah. And what did they order? Yeah, did anybody lovely. have yeah, mushy yeah. peas? Anybody go for gravy? What a good idea, yeah. Salt and vinegar. Did they say yes to salt and vinegar or not? Savaloy? In Edinburgh, Paul, they do uh, spare rib and chips, and they don't do it anywhere else. And they also do smoked sausage and chips in Edinburgh, and they don't do it anywhere you're else. Talking, you're talking, a, a, it's a different, I mean, the array, isn't it? When you go into a, a Scottish chippy and you see yeah, the board. I know. And it's just, it's never ending, Salt isn't it? and sauce as well, Paul, all Page that. after oh. page of stuff. The smoked sausage, why chip shops don't do the smoked sausage? And chip shops have been ruined by people doing fried chicken in the same yeah, I mean, this is my specialised. Well, this is my specialised. This is a subject, bit of a bugbear of yours, isn't it? <laughs> I yeah. can't bear it, Paul. Okay, ruins the batter. I can't have the batter anymore. I'm gluten free. But anyway, <laughs> footballers, you've seen down the chip shop. So you're shop. actually moaning about something you can't partake <laughs> in. It's great, isn't it? Um, Talksport.com. Text eighteen eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J. Um, yeah, I'll briefly refer. We're going to talk to uh, Marcel van der Kran over in uh, Holland shortly because um, it's a bizarre moment and a, a big moment for the player. He's had a bit of a tough time since he joined from PSV Eindhoven. So we'll see what they made of that over in Holland. Maybe it's made big news. Mm. We'll have some other stories. Uh, van der Beek, we'll talk about Botman as well for Newcastle fans and get the latest on that from Marcel van der Kron. But what a mad guy. I mean, obviously, everybody, every Tottenham fan had given yeah. it up, were kicking themselves. They'd done more than enough to at least draw and, and to win it as well. And then ultimately we're facing a 2-1 defeat. Yeah. And then that happened. Amazing. It was it was joyous. Well, it was for me, obviously not for the Leicester fans. Yeah, you're a lot jollier this week than you were last Thursday, yeah. Paul. Well, it was... I mean, I'm very pleased for Bergwijn, who would be one of the very last players I'd want to see go in January. Um, Matt Doherty, that new lad we've bought from Wolves... I mean, that was his first game for us, I think. <laughs> oh, hang on, so it was 18 months yeah. ago. It's like a, a penny dropped. I don't know what's gone on, whether he or others, they've looked at Emerson Royal, he's looked at him, and maybe people around him and said, look, this shirt's yours. He's not a wing-back, he's a full-back. Yeah. He's struggling now. And if you can turn it on, you play in your position, your proper position where you were great for Wolves, that's your shirt. Yeah. And I think last night, the second half, he seemed to embrace that. Not just in the work, but the positions he was taking up, he was a lot more attacking. He looked like he had a bit of swagger about him, like he did at Wolves. It's really weird that he would turn out for 45 minutes and look like a completely different player in his chosen position. And I never thought I'd say this, 
but I start him on Sunday. Do you? I would. I think you know. I think when he's in his own position, playing like that, he should be number one. He should be stepping up and saying, "That's my shirt." And, yeah. and he did a bit of that last night. So we'll see. But yeah, of course, very enjoyable from a Tottenham point of view. Uh, and we will be some, chatting some to Marcel, pretty bad defending in the, at the end there from from Leicester. Yeah. I, I mean, thought. a lot. In the, they, you know, they, they'd had players come back, hadn't they? Yeah. But I mean, Tottenham. You know, had loads and loads of chances. Harry Kane, yeah, couldn't get, couldn't get quite get the sight as in. He was hitting him over the bar a little bit. Looks Still taking like, those looks free like, kicks. Looks like he's trying. No, no, he's working. He played brilliantly. He was working really hard, and he looked at the end. I don't mean you can fake what he was like at the end when he went to the fans. No, no, no. He's, he's obviously still invested in the the team and the club. It doesn't mean he's going to stay forever. And that he wouldn't have gone given the chance. Lucas Moura still on that steward's back, apparently. Yeah, I think that's one of the Tottenham stewards. <laughs> oh, is it? Uh, that they take Lovely. often. Um, one of my mates knows one of them. They often get taken around to to the games, the familiar faces. But uh, they were quite busy, the old Leicester stewards, weren't they? Very keen for Tottenham not to celebrate with their fans. Well, Getting quite busy, but yeah. there we are, the busy steward, you know. So we move on. And great, great pub. We, yeah, it is, isn't it? Flat roof. Um, <laughs> we're off to Amsterdam shortly. Why don't tennis players wear a glove? Emma Raducanu. Um, blisters have done for her today. And look, yeah. I'm not... I mean, it's, it's bad for a tennis player... It's not Bert Troutman, is it? That's what I'm saying. It's not Bert Troutman. But no. it can't be nice, can it, when you've got very blistered hands? Not but, on your racket hand. I mean, she's too young to get calluses. She can't yeah. have the hands of an old docker by me. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Remember, Shemi Alcott, the uh, the skier, used to come and see us years ago. Yeah. And Shemi used to say, like, you know, she'd kind of go to do's and she'd want to wear, like, sort of open-toed shoes, like oh, a nice yeah. evening dress or yeah, something yeah. like that. But she said, all oh, my nails are black. <laughs> yeah. I was, so yeah. she could never do Strictly, I would imagine, no, because she'd things. sound like all the living in, sort of squeezed into skiing boots yeah. most of the time. Yeah. You know, so you those those extremities on, on a you, sports person that you wouldn't expect to see. Think, the yeah, callous hand of Emma Raducanu. Exactly. Have you read that? That's great. It's what very a, what good. a great book. Yeah. What a great book. You've got book. quite callous hands. I've got very Charlie. small hands. You have got quite small hands. Very small hands, uh, yeah. Paul, as we've discussed yeah. before. Yeah. You know, I, I can't even do short hands. I'll get many battered sausages in those. <laughs> well, you? I've, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried, Paul. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, Charlie, you watch a lot of non-league football. You, um, you are. You I, love the recent, no, I love the non-league. In part. recent years, you yeah. have because of uh, Torquay's uh, situation, mm-hmm. um, and you probably see players and other fans of non-league football see players and think he can play at a much higher level. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, when you hear that, um, this is about uh, Shimanga. Shimanga, yeah, yeah. Kabongo Shimanga, um, um, Chesterfield strikers, but in red hot form, of course, mm-hmm. in the national league. Twenty goals season. already. Twenty one in twenty two. Yeah. Uh, Premier League sides uh, looking at him. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a leap up, isn't it? That well, he was at Boreham Wood and he scored a lot for Boreham Wood. Yeah. Um, and then they saw, and Chesterfield bought him, despite um, raising trying to raise money to buy frost covers, Chesterfield bought him for £250,000 in the mm-hmm. summer. Um, and he's and he's scored, I think, most of their goals. You know, the, yeah. if, for instance, he's fit, they are 15 uh, points ahead of Torquay United at the moment, Ch- Chesterfield, the difference between 1st and 13th. And that'll be mainly because of Schmanger's goals. Very, very good player. I'm always wary of players when they're playing obviously below themselves, mm. Paul. You know, because he probably would have had a, mo- a chance to move from Boreham Wood to a to a league club in the summer. But he's gone to Chesterfield. There, there's no salary cap in in the, in the National League. Yeah, which is why where it's quite attractive to you know for to go and play for a national league club like yeah. like Wrexham or somebody like that you know probably but no sh- salary cap in the premier league either no, 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 <laughs> which, of course which yeah. Is, that's, yeah i look who's to say he's not good enough for that i'd i'd 
I doubt it. The thing that gets me is that, I mean, how often do you see Premier League clubs dilly-dallying over players in the Championship? Going yeah. far back as our own Trevor Sinclair, they're all sitting there going, oh, I'm not yeah. sure, could he do it in the top division? Yeah, he probably can. Jared Bowen, Andy Robinson. Mm. Oh, yeah, but could he do it? Yes, they can. Yeah. You can <laughs> yeah. see they're good yeah. players. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a, it's a, a different, but then you look at, you know, different look, leap between the Championship and the Premier League. Talk about, Mitrovic, talk about Mitrovic, who scored 22 goals, I think, for Fulham at the moment. You know, is is smashing all scoring records in the championship or looking to, to. But then when he takes that step up, he's yeah. very Fulham, isn't he? He's very Norwich. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. he takes that step up, but he looks slightly out of his depth. He looks a bit slow. So, uh, Shimango, he's got pace. A lot of his goals come from three yards. I will say that. But oh, he, but he's the, he's in the right place. Then. He, so exactly. did Gary Lineker. He, he wasn't exactly. Bad. So Clive but, Allen. I, I, if he's better than somebody in League One, if he's better than somebody in the Championship, I've no idea. But I'm assuming he'll be. Cheaper than somebody from yeah. the championship, and, I, or, and you're, or from what you're saying, he's he, he scored goals at a higher level, but he is playing there probably because there is no salary cap. Uh, I would. It's more lucrative. I, I don't know where. I don't know where he's played before um, Borumwood actually, but um, but uh, MK Donzi was. Oh, there we year. are. So, a lot of championship clubs looking at him, but some Premier League interest as well. There we are. Well, there we are. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, anyway, um, you've been telling us about the, um, the the stars, the people from the world of football you've seen in the chip shop. This yes, is of course. Charlie told us a great story earlier on by a, a, a friend of a friend, Newcastle uh, mate, who um, uh, David Batty had the Newcastle coach stop to pick up uh, chips because they thought the chip he was going to close before they got there. And the person who'd gone and bought the chips for the Newcastle players was Harry Kill. Uh, Harry Kill stepped on the that, four bags of steaming chips. Where had he stopped playing? Had he finished playing by I then, Harry? Or was he still at Leeds? I don't know the time timeline for, <laughs> okay. of when the story took place but uh, I thought it was good but pe- plenty of people have seen uh, footballers in chip shops they have, they? Yeah, I saw yeah. Matt Letizia in a chip shop in Southampton at midnight on New Year's Eve 1999 he's having a party yeah. like it was 1999 <laughs> with a game scheduled for the next day even posed for a photo proper legend he could do what he liked Letiz he's only good some of these are quite long uh, <laughs> met Lee Dixon in a chippy in Penzance Cornwall um, with my mum when I was a kid oh, he was friendly said hello etc I ran out to the car to say dad Lee Dixon's in the chip shop his reply was don't be so stupid hurry up with the chips well yeah anyway we were driving home with our tea Lee Dixon drove past in his big SUV my dad's jumping up in his seat saying, there's Lee Dixon in his car. <laughs> yeah, he was in the chip shop, you yeah, silly I old fool. I told you, Dad. I told yeah. you. He, yeah, apparently has a holiday home down there, or did, says oh, uh, Curtis are. in Cornwall. A lot of people See, that's Apple. a story. A lot of people said, I saw X in a chip shop in uh, Cleck Eaton. But it doesn't really take us anywhere. I mean, that's, 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 that's that's, that was a whole immersive experience we were given there by <laughs> we Curtis. Got, we got we? a whole narrative. We, we were taken there. It was a, like a novella. There we are. Pickled Edgar Davids, Paul. There's oh, one. See, this is what happens. This, this is <laughs> Pickled Edgar Davids. I thought Ethan Scampido actually was quite was good. Very, that very did nice, show a, 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 Yeah, that was pretty good. We enjoyed that one. So, uh, that and anything else? Uh, we stopped in our trips. minibus at a chip shop in Norwich coming back yeah. from an away win. Went into a chip shop, was told the meat pie I wanted <laughs> was reserved. Can't have that, mate. <laughs> it's reserved. When I asked who it was for, it was for Neil Webb, the Man United player. <laughs> Man United team dropped up, uh, so we waited, and sure enough, it turned up. And Neil did indeed eat my pie. Really, Neil Webb ate my pie. See, that's the lovely power. fanzine. People say, "What's so great about being a celebrity?" Now we know what it's like to be a celebrity, yeah, you don't reserve, we? Because you can, you can reserve a, a pie. Or as my, you just put your name on uh, it. Somebody just said on Twitter, "Let me find his name," so because it was a good one. Uh, your your, your Timu Pookie pie. <laughs> 
you pucker pucker. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, it, Paul. No, it was, I think it we've was reached for that. the point of no return. We've done that. I think we've now, done those. Just very quickly, um, Cristiano Ronaldo last night, when I had a bit of a gob on, didn't he? Went off the pitch and Ralph Ranick had a word with him and said, I hope one day when he's a coach, he'll see the decision I made was for the good of the team. And it does make you think, what sort of coach do we see uh, Cristiano Ronaldo becoming a coach? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, but in the world of football manager, of yeah. course, I'm sure many of you out there have had him coaching your team. You've done season after yeah. season. You probably Brooklyn Beckham has now retired <laughs> after all the years after taking Manchester United to the World Club Championship. But there's a whole raft of managers out there that don't even know they're managers yet. They're young players. So who have become managers in your uh, yeah, imagine, uh, imaginary world? Jude Bellingham, suddenly a manager. Of football gaming, and a hard bit. And yeah, Jude Bellingham, his 40th year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, Stood uh, there in his coat. At Birmingham coat. City, taking Birmingham City to the <laughs> Champions League. So um, maybe you, you have had Cristiano Ronaldo in your fantasy world, but tell us who've shaped up to be good managers. Uh, that are currently players and don't even know that they're going to be managers yet. Let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 or you can tweet to TSH&J. It would be great if Cristiano just said, I'm going to start at the bottom. We're going to go to Hales Owen yeah, or something. Turns I'm up. just going to, going to work my way up. Grassroots just work my way up through yeah. the pyramid. Altering them. Managing at different <laughs> levels. Just fantastic. You know, I'm going to pay yeah. my dues. You know, I'm, I'm going to do. learn how to do it. You know, seems unlikely. You never seems know. Seems unlikely. You never know. He's really. not going to do it for the money, is he? No, it's, that's true. Yeah. Just, just do it for just being down there, yeah. putting out the cones for training, <laughs> mowing the pitch like Barry <laughs> Fry yeah. used to stuff. Off season painting the chairs. Yeah, that would be it. That would be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Proper grassroots. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, and I was going to start singing Hole. <laughs> I'm going to start singing with David Byrne in got, a minute. Got going to for much longer. New bit of the music there, Paul. Lift me up. And anyway, um, it's uh, Paul Hawksby and Charlie Baker here on Talk Sport, and uh, we're going to talk about a new football podcast oh, lovely, very yeah, shortly. Yeah. My new football club is called Paul. Yeah. And it's uh, David Earl has moved to Exeter in Devon, mm -hmm. and he has, for some reason, decided to support. Exeter City. I mean, it sticks in my throat having to say right. the words Exeter City, but uh, yeah. And, but that is effectively his low. If he'd moved to Torquay, Charlie, I'm sure he would have yeah. thought. If he'd moved to Plymouth, you yeah. get the idea with that. I, I get the idea, but yeah. Exeter, Paul, of all the clubs. I mean, they're well, truly let, terrible. Let him defend himself truly now. Terrible uh, you're seeing Joe and David in Afterlife currently, of, of course. Uh, but let's talk now about my new football club. Good afternoon, fellas. Hello. Hi, Paul. Hello, Charlie. Hello. Yes, how Hello, are Charlie. you? Hey, boys. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm fantastic. <laughs> You're an Exeter City fan, an Exeter you know. City what fan, a time David. to be alive. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe yeah. you chose Exeter City of all teams, the worst football team in the country. <laughs> well, I put, well, they're not. And secondly, <laughs> um, I put a shout out on Twitter because I've moved down to Devon. Yeah. I'm kind of in between Torquay, Plymouth. I'm near Totnes, in yeah. between Torquay, Plymouth and Exeter. And I put a shout out on Twitter, who should I go and see? Because yeah. I wanted to support my local club. And they they won 
they won that vote with ease. Mm. Well, that was a mistake because so, you're cl actually closer to Torquay there, I think. I think if you're in, <laughs> in the sort of Ashburton area, which I'm guessing you are around Dartmouth, Dartmouth. Yeah, but I'm right by the A38. Yeah, it's a lovely little I think you're closer to Torquay. Maybe You've even probably closer measured to it out, Charlie, haven't you? Pace I could measure place. that out. <clears throat> You've probably done it, don't you? You should have done So you yeah. should have gone to play more, yeah. actually, David. So <laughs> maybe you need to change your decision. Uh, are you pleased with your choice of Exeter City? Do you know what? They're really lovely and they've been really welcoming and the players have got a good and they've got good hair. And oh. the whole Ferris is a spotless, aren't they, David, apart from the occasional slug? Yeah. <laughs> the terraces are spotless. They've been really lovely. I mean, I don't... I had my uh, vaccination at Plymouth and I was quite impressed by the setup there. Yeah. I had my vaccination in the players' lounge. Yeah. <laughs> Probably Pasty the good. You like yeah. the pasties, don't you, David? You're big, big on those. Yeah. 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 I wonder if I'm anybody really... has adopted a new football team based on where they had their vaccination. Yeah, I wonder if anybody's right. got into I've football. Been, I've never been here before. Because <laughs> yeah. they've been doing them at a lot of football clubs. Someone yeah. may look back in like 20 years' time and they're sitting at the Champions League final saying, I only started supporting this team when I went along to have me jab in the players' lounge. <laughs> It'd be great. Well, Paul, I, I fainted twice. When I had <laughs> Happy memories. It happens a lot at Plymouth. They, they, had, they had to lay me out in the Plymouth car park. <laughs> I wasn't going to mention that, but if you're bringing it up yourself, David, then yeah. <laughs> so, Joe, there was, yeah. what was the decision to kind of chart this then, boys? Where did, it, where did, where did this come from that it wasn't enough for David to support the team? You, you, you wanted to sort of chart the progress of his new fandom. Well, he, he was he, on a Monday. We'd start work, and David would tell me about um, his experience on the Saturday. And he's never been to a game before, so I found it quite funny. He was going, "Oh, it's a long old walk because I can't park near the, the ground." And no. I was like, "Well, that's normal." So all this stuff was new to him because he'd only supported Man U before, so he'd never really been to many games. So I found it funny that everything was a new experience in at the age of forty-seven. Just park outside like, oh. Old Trafford, do you, David? <laughs> Just, just, just pull up. <laughs> okay. Just pull up. Cars, they keep getting towed away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> up at Sid James Park there. Um, and uh, and do you like? I mean, I, I think what lower league football gives you is you it is more. It, 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 I can't, I can't, I can't describe. But I mean, it feels more like you can be involved. Yeah, you're much like you closer could, to You could almost thing, yeah. get a game. Uh, well, I, we we interviewed um, Matt Taylor, the manager, oh, last yeah. week, and I actually asked if he'd consider playing me. Um, and he sort of took it half seriously. <laughs> the internet has gone down, is what he did. Now, I think I think the thing you need to look up, actually, for Exeter City, I think it'll be right up your street, is the day that David Blaine, Yuri Geller, and Michael Jackson went round the pitch on yeah. an open-top Rolls-Royce. Yeah. yeah. And I always think, can you imagine the panic in the sort of offices of Where'd Exeter City? <laughs> The day, the day that they're actually they're actually coming. Yeah, <laughs> they're, <laughs> they're not looking like Michael Jackson's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's well, you get an open that. top roller in Exeter? At? No offense. <laughs> but when I when I started watching Exeter, it was, it was mid October. They they went on like a sixteen game unbeaten run. Mm. So this is the first time I've really experienced the club close up so I was like this is quite easy <laughs> and then in the last month I don't I, well they've won one out of five or six so I'm sort of getting yeah yeah the truth yeah 
Well, I mean, yes, yeah. Joe, you can you could obviously guide David as a Gillingham fan. It's you know, it's thick yeah. and thin, mainly thin, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it is. <laughs> there's a there's a there's a huge amount of lulls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was quite irritated. David's going, yeah, we'll basically talk about who they were about to beat uh, on the following Saturday. Mm. And I was like, wait, wait. The reality will hit kick in at some point. But there's a yeah. there's a chance we might cross, you know, pass each other. Yeah, over. well we're we're definitely going down and you might go up, so we might we might swap. That would be yeah. great, wouldn't it? Yeah, the the yeah. Earl Wilkinson you've just, Derby. You've just lost Steve and Steve Evans, haven't you? Uh, Joe, yeah, yeah, there's talk yeah, of the there's talk people. of the Bromley manager turning up, Andy Woodman, isn't there at Gillingham? Oh, yeah. Well, it's exciting times, Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we we can see you both in uh, in Afterlife at the moment, and the, the the second series of the Copfields, the show you wrote and Joe uh, you were in, um, which is yeah. they're still still available to to watch. It was. Um, Gregor Fisher yeah, stepped up, didn't he, for uh, yeah. for Bobby and did and did a and did a um, yeah did a fantastic job. You know, big shoes yeah. to fill, but did a great job. Yes, he yeah, played it very different, so there wasn't anything to sort of compare and stuff. Uh, but yeah, it was um, big big shoes to fill, but he did he did it brilliantly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Lost, lost Might you be doing bit. some more, Dave? Is there is there is there plans to hopefully do some more? Cocktails? Yeah, yeah, potentially. Yeah, it's looking promising. Yeah. Um, I was just about to say last Saturday I was invited into the boardroom at Exeter. Oh, oh, you, you, wow. you, just, you were hoping that would get brought up, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> we awful. didn't bring it up, he just told us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> just try and bring up the word boardroom. Yeah. <laughs> at Exeter, they're just amazed to meet someone who reads without moving their lips. Oh, cool. <laughs> 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 Getting very regional. Um, the, thing, the thing I'm interested in mm. uh, that you're doing, David, is the, the film you've got. I saw the short last year and I think you've made it into a feature film which is Brian and Charles, which is a man who lives in the middle of nowhere and creates a robot. That's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's premiering, premiering Sunday night. We're supposed to be, we were supposed to go to Sundance but due to COVID we couldn't so it's all online now. Oh. And um, yeah, yeah. See how people take that. Right. Um, <laughs> but it was good fun. Good fun to make. And uh, if you like robots made out of cardboard, and it could be your film. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, people are people are very much enjoying uh, Afterlife at the moment. I take it there'll be another one of those kind of um, uh, behind the scenes reels of of you guys corpsing because uh, he, he is a bit of a giggler, at Ricky, isn't he? And he, he draws you all in. Yeah, there was a sit. There was a scene Joe and I did on the bench where it went on for about an hour and a half, and <laughs> I was saying some pretty disgusting things, and, and suddenly yeah. realised like families are going by with prams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on, there's a toddler. There's a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So um, it was really good fun to make, and uh, yeah, Ricky just lets us play and muck around a lot. Ricky's Ricky's the worst behaved though. Yeah, yeah. easily well, the worst behaved. So yeah, yeah. It's, uh, can't really get in trouble if he's mucking about. No, we, yeah. we look forward to seeing those on YouTube. Yeah, so. Fellas, fantastic. yeah, good to see you. So the podcasts are available, uh, aren't they? Now people can go and check them out. My new football club, and uh, you can. The start of the story, I think it's sort of November. You kicked it off, so people can go back and and follow your progress yeah. from the very start. Yeah, we've got interviews with Henning Vane and Craig Cash and uh, Arthur Matthews and 
yeah. So it's hopefully there's something you might like in there. Nice something one. Something for everyone. It really yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that's well, the quote we'll pull out. Something for everyone. No, something for everyone. <laughs> there really is. All oh, right. That's the key. That's the key. We fantastic. Yeah. Like a whole season's brochure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, fellas. Thanks a lot. Good Cheers. to talk to you. Lovely chat. Joe Wilkinson and David L. I don't, I don't think out. they were in the same room, Paul, do you? No, well, they felt like probably they were in, not. Well, one's in Exeter. Exactly. One's, one's not. Like Gillingham or something. Yeah, that's it. You know, do you have to live in the same place no, as the no, team? No, no, no. Very funny. Very yeah, funny. Yeah. And Joe, uh, I, used to, I started out as a stand-up with Joe. Yeah. You were just telling me just, your, yeah. your, your first, <laughs> the first final you did. The, give me the lineup yeah. of comedians when you made the final. Of, I so made you the think final, you're funny. So you think you're funny in Ed, at the Edinburgh Festival, which is sort of a big comedy competition when you're starting out and you're trying to get into it. Yeah. And in the final of of, of the competition was myself, uh, Tom Allen, yeah, um, Stu Goldsmith, who's a brilliant, brilliant compere and does a brilliant podcast, um, brilliant comic, um, uh, Sarah Millican, yeah. And Kevin Bridges wow. and Joe Wilkinson and a couple of other, Rob Broderick, a couple of other people. Yeah, lineup, really, it's not really going to a reserve game. All still going. All six still going. Internationals. Exactly. And me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, in light of Emma Raducanu uh, losing in the Aussie Open a little mm. bit earlier on, and uh, part of that was down to the blister that she uh, yes. she had on her hand. Old skin and blister. No, we, it wasn't her sister. No. Her sister didn't turn up. No, it, it was just gym. literally that, a blister. We, we did ask you. What's your worst blister? Charlie no, has finally dragged me down his level. <laughs> Paul's pick. With Paul's, Paul's pick. pick. Well, strangely, Lewis has responded to it and he said, um, worst blister, participate in a 24-mile charity walk through the Wiltshire hillside oh, yeah. in winter for work. Two miles in and my Timberland boots created a huge blister. 22 miles of hobbling like John Wayne. What a big hobbler, John Wayne, is he? <laughs> Get <laughs> off your day. horse and drink your milk. Uh, um, on the drive home, I punctured my car tyre to make it even worse. Lewis, thank you very much for, for bothering. It's nice. I mean, always a mistake to wear new shoes on a long walk, Paul, isn't it? You know, Daniel's been in touch. We've just been to David Earl and Joe Wilkinson, and David chose uh, Exeter City because he thought it was closest to his house. Yeah. Uh, Daniel's done the maths for us, Paul. Oh, good. St. James Park is the furthest from Totnes. (laughs) Really? David may as well support Aberdeen. (laughs) Awful decision. He's been poorly advised. Well,. I did say that, Paul, on air, right. didn't I? You know. So, what, what, what is Plymouth or talking nearer? I, I reckon. Think? I reckon. Totnes to Plymouth or Totnes to Torquay. Well, these are the Plymouth? big questions we're John, deciding John's on saying this Plymouth in my ear. Okay. There we are. There Fair we are. enough. Well, look, don't like to say that he's made the wrong choice, but he's made the wrong choice. He's made the wrong choice, but he's made his choice. Exeter City is always the wrong choice. There's no. There's no going back. There's, uh, there's no going back there, is there? Certainly not. You don't believe this one, do you, Paul? I bumped into Sol Campbell at Gorman's Chippy in Newcastle. He bought two lemon soles. Nice. You don't, he might do. You don't, you don't believe it. <laughs> he might do. I don't. He, he's not like nominative, nominative determinism. He's not gone in. That's all he's allowed <laughs> to Did choose. He, do they? Do, I mean, they probably, if it was any kind of chippy, they would have called them uh, lemon soul Campbell, wouldn't they? Yeah, would have done that. Wouldn't it? But the chippy, the kebab house, etc. Um, that is often the, the home of the the. Uh, Signed photograph of the sporting superstar, isn't it? Have you yeah, noticed oh, that? I love that. Yeah, when you were in there and there's uh, you know, the, the crankies on the wall. There's not many chip shops uh, around North London where Wrighty hasn't got his picture <laughs> oh, up. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you think he gets free chips for it? I, tell I, you what. D- I don't know. But often, uh, I tell you what, dry cleaners. If you go to dry, any dry cleaner or chippy in North London or Kebab House, Wrighty yeah. will have his picture. Really? Like going to a coffee shop in Rome. 
and the, <laughs> and the Pope's up there. Yeah. Righty, righty's got his picture. Do you in think all he has a little shots. bum bag with him in, like Neil Warnock? No, no, no. They're, they're all. He's done them personally. You can see he's done them yeah. personally. It's often like to Tony, to Sal, yeah. or you know, the to, best dry cleaner to, in North London. To all these fellas, they've always done those. You know, <laughs> to George, best wishes, Ian Wright. He's done them all. So he's, he probably has that all day where he sits there and they're going yeah. right. That's the kebab house pile. That's a dry cleaners pile, and that's the chippy pile. Right, he crack on. Yeah. That was that Jack Charlton, wasn't it? He used to play yeah. for, pay for drinks with a cheque because he knew they wouldn't cash them. That was him. We've it? got it signed shirts in our local kebab place. Have you? I think Bale, uh, Jermaine Defoe was on the station. A great yeah. form earlier this week with uh, Laura and the gang. Very good. He was Jermaine Defoe. Yeah, very yeah. interesting. Where do you think? I think he's going to go to Sunderland, Paul. So, okay. That's so what I think. Um, and then go on loan to Torquay. Lee, yes. Lee, Lee might give, put him on loan at Torquay for a couple of games just to get him match fit. Yeah, <laughs> the signed photograph in the shot near you. There must yes. be others. Oh, let's there must have be. There must be a few. Sue others. Pollard must have been into your local grocers or something. Yeah. You know. Do you remember that place in uh, just off the Strand in the centre? And I'm sure all over the country there was an a, 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 was it Italian restaurant or was it an oh. Indian restaurant? But they'd obviously had a lot of showbiz stars over, mm. and all the photographs looked very weathered. <laughs> there was a picture of Mick Jagger when he was about 18. Oh, he'd been in it, and he'd gone back over the years. But uh, yeah, they, yeah, they'd really gone for it. Some people really go for the showbiz endorsement yeah. don't they the best the best onion bars you've ever had says Engelbert Humperdinck it's that sort of thing isn't <laughs> lovely it lovely stuff the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby, Charlie Baker here on TalkSport. In the final hour of the show, we'll be hearing from the gaffers and the players ahead of uh, this weekend's fixtures before we have that little international break that probably won't involve everybody. But some will be uh, venturing off. A few players, of course, are coming back yeah. from uh, uh, AFCON sure. after they crashed out of the tournament. Thanks to Charlie Baker, who backed Garner. <laughs> I did back Garner. Arsenal are going to have Thomas Partey back sooner nice. than they thought. Probably thank, thank me later. Probably a little bit soon to having played what, three games in a week or so to to turn out tonight after the disappointment of that and a flight. But who knows, he could be on the bench. He's probably more likely to be back at the weekend. What kind of Arsenal team can we expect tonight? From mm. what Mikel Arteta said, he still hasn't got a full quota, but he's got enough to fulfil the fixture, which he didn't at the weekend, of course. I think he probably could have fulfilled the fixture at the weekend. Well, that's very contentious, Charlie, and I'm sure our next guest won't agree. He's comedian, big Arsenal fan, TV presenter, Ian Stone. Good ah, afternoon, lovely. Ian. <laughs> Hello, Chaz. Let it go, Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to carp on about it. We just, I mean, I'm, I'm prepared to let it go. I mean, before we talk about tonight, what was your take on, on all of that? Um, well, <laughs> uh, I, do you know what? The truth is, I, I found it all very funny. The, the uh, Tottenham anger was just hilarious to us, and it just adds fuel to the fire. And, uh, you know, we loaned out players. We had one or two people who felt a bit sniffly, and uh, I think yeah. that should be enough nowadays, to be honest with you. I think when Emil Smith Rowe brought in a note from his mum, I thought that that was the that was the that was the one that did it. And there was some interesting comments over from Mikel Arteta because there was a few comments that you know after after what happened at the start of the season and they they played the Brentford game got beaten yeah. when they had an outbreak. They were kind of owed one, and people say, "Oh, the world doesn't work like that." But then Arteta said yesterday, we got killed when we played the first three games of the season with players missing. People said, don't be naive. If you've got that many out, don't play with your kids. We played Forrest in the FA Cup with 10 out, and now we postpone a match and we get these reactions. So he is kind of saying, we were owed one. Well, you know what? It's good he's pushing back. There's a very, very, there's a really, a real feel of togetherness at Arsenal at the moment. And the manager 
is a big part of that. And uh, were we owed one? Well, I don't know if, they, if it works like that. But you know what? The truth is, after those first three games, he could have lost his job. He really could have done. Mm-hmm. And, and we, we definitely, by, by the rules that everyone's following at the moment, we should have had a, we should have, um, in fact, I think we should replay the Brentford and the Man City and the Chelsea game now. <laughs> with, our, with, our, with our full team, let's see how we get on. I mean, it's clearly from the Premier League's point of view, it was, it was a, a kind of bit of a watershed because they're now talking about changing the rules around it um, to, to so other teams won't what we now call do an Arsenal. <laughs> outrageous, outrageous. I can't believe you've got me on to do that. Outrageous. It's because he won last night. It's because they won last night. That's all it is, Stone. No, no. I just, oh, my God. I, I, think... did, I don't know what you felt, by the way. I was oh. watching it, and when it went to 2-2, and then, and then whoever it was gave the ball away to Tottenham. I spent the rest of the move going, no, 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 no. oh no. And then shouting yeah. at the TV for five minutes. I used to spend the whole of my life, you know, they'd say it's uh, it's it's still nil-nil at the Emirates or still nil-nil at Highbury and I'd be listening to talk sport and there's only 30 seconds left and then Adrian would say, goal of the Emirates, Mike Boville. Yes, it's yeah. Arsenal. They've got it. It was, oh, they've done it. I know they're going to score. I used to say to my missus, she said, oh, Arsenal drawing. I said, yeah, that'll soon change. Sure enough, they'd always get the winner. So it wor- it works both ways, Ian. Absolutely. You owed one. You owed yeah, we one. owed oh, one. That was what yeah. it was. Are you favourites tonight, do you think, Stoney? Oh, I don't know. I think it's 50-50. I can't, you know I can't go. You know, I, oh, really? I am oh, no. so gutted. Well, of course, I could have gone a couple of weeks ago, but old um, Natural Flow FC put in a few uh, <laughs> negative tests, positive tests. And there we go, and suddenly I got a gig tonight. So I'm, and I, I feel terrible because I feel like, honestly, I feel like I'm missing my kids' graduation. <laughs> I genuinely do. I've been, I, I've been cheerleading for this team, uh, the manager uh, lately, but certainly for this team for the last couple of years. And and I feel like they're taking steps forward. You know, mm-hmm. we used to get spanked by Man City. Now we get beaten when we probably don't deserve to. We used to get spanked at Liverpool. Now we're getting a draw when we're playing for 70 minutes with 10 men. I think this team are coming of age, and I think tonight could be the one. Oof, could yeah. be the one. I mean, I have no idea whether it will be, but I'll tell you what, the atmosphere is going to be febrile at the Emirates, and partly because it's going to be all these kids who don't usually get to go. Because mm. I went to the Sunderland game in the quarterfinal, and it was, and you should see the level of excitement. And me and my son and a few of the old hands are there going, really, you're getting excited for Sunderland at home? So God knows what they're going to be going to yeah. be like when the Liverpool and Arsenal first teams run out in the semi-final. It's going to be amazing. He's got, he's got a real balancing act tonight with the team because it obviously it's a weaker Liverpool side, clearly. Um, but does he want to risk players that, you know, he's, the reason they got those games called off at the weekend, he said that a lot of players in the red zone and that was indirectly related to COVID because they were going to get injuries if they kept playing because they were having to play for players that weren't playing. And there's a lot of players tonight on the cusp. Smithrow, Saka, Tomiyasu, uh, Cedric, Callum Chambers, all guys like in that area where do you think, yeah. do I give them another two or three days? Do I put them out there tonight and risk them maybe getting injured and being out for three or four weeks? And top four's hotting up. So it's a difficult one, isn't it? It is a difficult call. I mean, there is, there is an argument to say Sunday is more important than today, really. Mm. I mean, we've got Burnley at home and top four is everything because I feel if we get top four this year, that could be transformational for this team. Um, I mean, as far as Cedric is concerned, I'll be happy to see him out. Because <laughs> 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 yeah. I see it. I can see Mikel Arteta from where I I can hear him shouting at Cedric, telling him where to stand <laughs> when he's defending on that side. Um, 
Yeah, Smith Rowe, Saka, Tommy Asu, they are mm. crucial to this team. But, you know, it's a semi final. We've got to go for it as well. Uh, I don't know what the answer is. I'm, I mean, I'd like to see us play our first team and put them out. But if you're asking me, would I rather take top four or win the League Cup? I'd take top four. Would you? Right now. Yeah, of course I would. Of course mm. I would. I know I used to slag off Arsene Wenger for saying false is a trophy, but. You know what? It probably is. Because, mm, you know, yeah. as opposed to entry into the old Only Fools and Horses League, who wants that? I'll tell, no. I, I tell you what is a trophy. The League Cup. That yes. is a trophy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Breaking yeah, news. I know. I, I know <laughs> it. I, you, you know what? You're absolutely right. And well done for even managing to identify one, Paul. The, <laughs> the truth is, I think, I think false place is what we, we want to go for. And, I, and I've seen enough in this team to think we can. And so what I'm hoping for is a playoff against Tottenham at the end of the season for false place at like a billion quid. And they should leave the money in the side on the side of the pitch. You know? In a <laughs> and box. They, and the losing play team have to walk past it, but they can't touch yeah. it. <laughs> Are you hoping Aubameyang comes off. back and starts and starts playing uh Stoney, or are you, are you hoping that Newcastle get desperate on January the thirtieth and put in a massive loan bid for him? Well, even if he comes back, he'll come back late, won't he? Let's be fair, old uh, Ober. But uh, uh, what do I think? If he's playing well, we need some options. You know, we can't expect Lacazette to carry that team to be the only, essentially, the only forward in that team. But I don't know. It, it might be a bit broken, that one. I'm not sure. I, I, a fully fit and firing of Bamiyang, yes, definitely. So how will you keep in touch? Are you, are you going to be, you'll be um, doing a gig then while, while the game's on? So do, do I'll you... be doing a gig afterwards. Oh. I'll basically, I get, to the, I get to the venue beforehand, I'll watch the game mm. uh, on, on the phone and then I'll go on stage <laughs> and if we lose, I'll just moan at them. <laughs> <laughs> and if we win, it doesn't matter whether I die because we're through the League Cup final. <laughs> all right, Ian. All the best. Good to talk Cheers, to you. Are you. By the way, you, you, uh, you, you, the football's on. Is that still? Um, is that still all happening with? Football's on. Is happening. Football's on. Is uh, is happening. I think in about three weeks' time, mm -hmm. you may well be seeing Mr. Charlie Baker on there. Never, you point. never know. Stanley, wow. What about that? Know. tough booking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been through a lot of people, but you know. We've and uh, you know that was a joke, Charlie. All right, bless no, you. No. And uh, <laughs> last gig, I, I run a gig in a farm shop, Paul, yeah. in the middle of nowhere in mm. a farm shop. And uh, last gig I did with Stony, he turned up. He sold about fifty books after he'd done the gig, and then spent all his money in the farm shop. Oh, that's what I on the way out. On, do you not get a cut of the farm shop, Charlie? <laughs> no, you've got that. You've, well, you've spent his there. fee in the farm shop. What did he spend it all on chutney? Like meat and chutneys Outstanding. and cheese. Outstanding chutney, really. Just one of the best. One Fantastic. more thing. I'm also doing a show at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the second of February. Uh, I will be talking partly about the balance between romanticism and pragmatism that Arsene Wenger maybe got wrong in the later years. Uh, and uh, so I'm doing a show there, so I'd like people to come. Yeah, Fantastic. There's some good old Ian. By, being paid in Chutney for a gig indirectly, <laughs> living up to the John Thompson far show stereotype, <laughs> taking them all with it to many exotic cheeses yeah. uh, in, in his hamper. Spent spent a lot. <laughs> spent a lot. Uh, have, a, have a good gig, Ian. Enjoy the game. Thanks Cheers, a lot. Mate. Thanks. Take care, guys. Take care, See ya. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So time then once again for the birthday spread. Yes, it is. Uh, Andy Jacobs is about to give us 10 birthdays. People who celebrate their birthdays this week, you'll have a top quality gag attached to each one.
once we've basically uh, kind of got ourselves back together and recovered from the gag, we'll have to try and <laughs> we'll have to guess the, guess the birthdays. <laughs> Jeff Peters, uh, a man who he's never off, even on holidays, he's stepping up yeah, and uh, giving us the scores. Just not in his on nerves. The banks of the Liffey. That's right. We we uh, we uh, say first good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, boys. Are you pleased yeah, with the quality yeah. of your material this week? Ooh. Well, it's a better second half, I'd say. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay, right. Okay. First half, not so good. Second half, good. Okay. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll find out in a moment. And uh, yeah, Jeff Peters, no nerve centre phone, but uh, good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, good afternoon. Let's hope that the last eighty seconds of the birthday spread is uh, is better <laughs> than the last eighty seconds of the football <laughs> at the KP last night. Did you mm. Did you watch it, there, Jeff? You, you know what? That? I was listening. I was listening to uh, Joe Shannon and Courtney uh, their commentary. Yeah. I was listening around the pool because it was like about three, four in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then I thought about five minutes to go. I'll go and find a stream, watch it, in the, the end of it in the hotel room, see the goals. Um, <laughs> and I cannot tell you. I cannot tell you what my language was like I as imagine. I was. Stomping around, it was oh, like um, Andy Jacobs' long run-up See? times ten. Um, <laughs> See, I'm not the good. only one. It's very universal. Yeah. This. Yeah. It's not just yeah. me. My language but, wasn't great. Uh, but but it congratulations, was... Paul. Well done on your deserved win. Well, I, I thought uh, we can have that. I, I think Tottenham are going to finish third now. I'm absolutely wow. convinced. Oh, Andy, you're trying to they bock win. us. You're trying no, to bock us with win. that sort of talk. You win your games in hand. You're ahead of us. Yeah, but you know. We'll, we'll see. Let's 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 not count any. Chickens. We'll probably have played another forty-eight games by then. <laughs> Don't worry, they'll find some extra ones for us in case we look a bit fresh. Well, let's bring Pele into this mix, shall we? Uh, here he is. And Andy, what's the first birthday this afternoon? Well, it's one of your heroes, Paul's. It's uh, Paul. It's the Spurs player Eric Dyer. Mm. Eric oh, Dyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Eric's opening an American-style pancake house with commentator Alan Green. It's called Dyer and Waffle. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, that's nice, that, yeah. Um, what is Eric Dyer? Was he about 20? Who's going first? Um, it's me. Uh, we've Paul's decided, first. I think the person who, uh, who wins the week before should always go first because they will definitely have to go first five times as opposed to the vanquished, as it was last week, who only has to have to do four uh, because we switch on the last birthday. So there is a method in this, yeah. I now believe. Like Although it's going to make a difference. We ha- exactly. <laughs> well, you never know. Uh, what's he, 29, Eric? Oh, I've written 20. I'll go 29. Yeah. What is I've it? written that down. I've written, I'll say 30. Okay. Wrong way, Regals. 28. <laughs> 28. <laughs> what a great start. He goes the wrong <laughs> way. Yeah. Charlie Baker. So uh, what's oh, the scores, Jeff? Uh, Paul 1, Charlie 2. Two. Okay, Charlie starts then on this. Uh, by the way, if you just join us, think what the heck's going on? We've got to guess the ages of these ten people. Who? And uh, well, there's somebody might be. There's a margin of error that builds, and the one with the shortest margin of error, having guessed the ten birthdays Annie's going to give us, is the winner. Simple. Here we oh, go. Go on, Charlie. That's how it works. That's how it works. <laughs> okay. You, you've been wondering, Andy. <laughs> He's the singer-songwriter from the Straubs. It's Dave Cousins. Oh, Dave Cousins. Dave Cousins. And he used to drink in the same pub as me called The Union. Uh, John Park was always in there playing darts. <laughs> <laughs> inspired Dave's greatest hit. Yeah. Good knowledge of early 70s chart hits, that is. Mm. The Straubs, part mm. of The Union. Part of The Union, in case you don't know. I've helped Charlie there by yeah. saying early no, 70s. I knew, uh, I knew The Straubs oh, are, Paul. Okay, don't get oh. chipped. 75. <laughs> 75. That's a good guess, actually, Charlie. Yeah. I'd say he's probably in that envelope. Uh, 76. 77. Oh, okay. <laughs> unbelievable. So, what's that done to the score? Absolutely unbelievable. What's that done to the scores, Jeff? 
Paul, well, you, last week you started off being one out on the first four, and you're one out on the first two Ooh, today. So you're suspicious. on two. Very and Charlie suspicious. is on four. Charlie's is still very tight, though. Here we go. Very then. suspicious. <laughs> Third birthday. Here we go. Playing along Third at home. Birthday. Now you're getting on. Okay. Yeah. He's the chief executive of News UK Broadcasting, including Times Radio. It's Scott Taunton. Ooh. Oh, blimey. Are you sure you <laughs> want to get do this a gag? Right. Oh, go on. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I know Scott pretty well, and I yeah. once put on a 200-run partnership with Marcus Trescothic in the annual ma uh, match that Scott puts on in his garden. <laughs> yes, Taunton always produces a beautiful batting wicket. There we are. Oh, Fantastic. But then you give us... Now, you throw this particular grenade to us. <laughs> yeah, how old is it? I know, yeah, I know it very well. <laughs> He'll come in the studio and go, 72, <laughs> 58. He'll be doing all that, won't he? Um, so I, I'd say uh, he is, I, I really want to say 21, but I want to win the game. Um, I'll say he is 44. What do you think? 50. Well, it's a pay rise for Paul, but Charlie's closer. He's 51. Okay, but yeah, I'm playing the long game. I'm playing the long game. What's that, what's that done to the score? Very young looking. What's that done to the scores? Paul, you are seven out, oh. so you move on to nine. Charlie is one out. He's on five. Oh, see. Okay. We don't do anything. Charlie leads off then on this one. You've taken the lead, Charlie. Wow, wait. See if you can cling on to it. Well done. Okay, Charlie, it's the broadcaster, James May. Uh, Formerly from Top Gear and yeah. all that sort of thing, mm. James May, and uh, he once got very annoyed with the late great cricket commentator John Arlott after John stole his coconut chocolate bar. I asked him what it was, and he said, "May's bounty." <laughs> God, it's so in. It's so in. No I was idea. Ever, I was ever going to get that, that, that James? I did that for myself. <laughs> <laughs> did it for myself. Fifty-eight. <laughs> Uh, James May, James 58. May, 58. Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? That is probably yeah, how old is, is James May? It's yeah, difficult. It's, that is, that's, that's how the, many people that's have asked that question, quiz, but, Charlie, even <laughs> before today? 58. How many bits in? How many pieces in the mail have asked that could question? Could be 38. They no, could be 38. They no, could be 38. I'm going to go 59. Whoa, he's 59. Ooh. Oh, well done, Paul. So here we are. So I, I, I did well as well. You, you know, yeah, no, you did, yeah, yeah, we're not leaving you, you out. This you did do well. <laughs> like two kids, oh. mum. I mum, did well mum, too. But I did well too, didn't I, mum? <laughs> okay, I stay on nine. And what about I'm on Charlie. six? Charlie's on Charlie is on Sorry, six. Incredibly yeah. good scoring so yeah, far. So far, you're getting on at home, folks. Here we go. I'm first. Take us into half time. Here we go. Takes into half time. It is Sade, the singer Sade. Not, not, not many blonde. people know this, but she's had a second career uh, monitoring behind-the-scenes goings-on at Southern League clubs. I particularly enjoyed her short film, Rushton and Diamond Life. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Um, he's a smooth operator, that's Jacob. Oh, yeah, what about yeah, that? Yeah, he's doing yeah. the going through the catalogue. I did like the fact that that was a good thought, though, that when um, Andy said Sade the singer and Jeff said not the plumber. It would be very unlikely for Sade to turn up and say, Yeah, I can see you're all backed up here, mate. I'll just get me rods out of the van. You just can't see it, can can't you? See, can't see Sade. I can. I'll give you the sweetest taboo. There we are. Out come me rods. Out come me rods. Um, Sade. Oh, she'd, so, she'd sort it in all the right places. No. Yeah, I don't, I don't know I don't know enough about her album catalog, tracks. But... Charlie. He's going, you're going album tracks now, Jeff. This He's moved off the top ten singles, yeah. Okay, I'd say... Three in ten, is it? Sade, uh, yeah, thinking about it, she's got to be about... She's got to be about 60 now, hasn't she? 
Or is that a bit harsh? I'm going to go 60. I'm going to push my luck. 6-0, blind 60. What do you think? 63. Okay. Blind 63. Bang! Bang. Oh, what about that? Wow. <laughs> so wow. we go into half time. What a, a shot. What a game this is. What, what are the scores, Jeff? Well, it's it's twelve six. Um, this has to be one of the lowest scoring um, first halves we've ever had. Six from Charlie. I mean, Paul, you were on seven at the halfway point last week. Yeah. Charlie on six. That is just stunning play. Yeah, Watch me lose from here. This is this is top level stuff. We do <laughs> oh, have your play. I saw that home. last night. Don't worry. And doing doing as well doing as well as we are or not as the case may be. So when we come back, it'll be the second half of the birthday spread. Stay tuned. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Welcome back for the second half of the birthday spread with the scores delicately poised at 12 to me, 6 to Charlie. It's been a masterclass from Charlie so far and uh, he finds himself in the lead, but there's five more birthdays mm. to come. The shortest margin of error will win this, of course. Uh, Pele's back. As is Andy Jacobs and Jeff Peters. Andy, what's the sixth birthday with Charlie leading yes. us off? Uh, the sixth birthday is the actress uh, from The Birds, Hitchcock's The Birds, Tippi Hedren. Mm. Tippi Hedren. Tippi Hedren, And uh, yeah. Pe- Pep Guardiola has said that Tippi was one of his main influences at Barcelona, <laughs> along with the former Marseille owner, Bernard Tappy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess, but yeah, of course. I like that. It's good. It's football. It's sport. It's, yeah. 84. Uh, Tippi, yeah. Um, you seen it down the Tippi? I mean, I'd say, <laughs> I'd say she's about eight, 88. She's 92. Ooh, wow. Very good. Okay. Veteran. There we go. There's What's me, that done to the scores, me, me lead Jeff? Gone. Uh, it's closed the gap. Charlie, eight out. Paul, four out. It's Paul, 16. Charlie, 14. What a game. Ooh, Ooh, what, what a game. Nip and tuck. Here we go. Okay. It's the actor, Mark Addy. Mark Addy. Yeah, Mark Addy. And... Uh, I first came across him, actually, on a farm in East Anglia, removing some council-installed fencing. 
I was really surprised. Sorry, I was really surprised to see Addy hacking Fenwire. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like how you got excited about telling it. Yeah, Andy. yeah. And you sort of, it. sort of fluffed it with I the did. excitement of how I good it. Did. He knew how good it was. <laughs> yeah, it was as good as it got, and he knew that, and he just he fell over it. Um, <laughs> I'd, say, I'd say, um, what is Mark Addy? He's probably about. 61. So bad, isn't it? I've, I've written 62 down. Okay, we go for it, John. Right. 62. 58. Oh, really? He was young then, wasn't really? he? In, in, uh, some, in, and that yeah. was the big film. Full Monty. Full Monty. Full Monty was in, Monty was in yeah. Flintstones as well. So what's that done to the scores there? It, it's just incredibly tight. It's yeah. Paul 19, yeah. Charlie 18 oh. with three to go. Oh. The scoring is... is oh. Wow, Ridiculous. Okay, here we go then. Andy Jacobs, next birthday, Charlie leads off. It's the artistic director from the National Theatre. I presume he's still doing it because it doesn't say any dates. Uh, Rufus Norris. Rufus Norris. And before he became an artistic director, he worked in a raincoat factory where he held the <laughs> world record for testing <laughs> the waterproof qualities of the fabric with a hose. He was known in the Guinness Book of Records as Norris McSquirt. <laughs> mm, I think there he's 57. You think he's 57? I'm going to go 54. I'm going to take a bit of a chance, although I think my gut feeling tells me I've gone the wrong way. He's 57. Oh! So, Jeff. Second second direct hit of the afternoon for Charlie, so he stays on 18. Paul, three out. You move on to 22. Four in it, two to go. Wow. What a game. Too tight. Too tight. Just to let Jeff know, I'm moving from uh, the prearranged one to uh, moving him to the tiebreaker. So I'm going with Mayna Gilgood, the ballet dancer and artistic director Mayna Gilgood. Still doing it as far as we know? Or are you, are you yeah, oh, yes. Years? Oh, ballet Mayna. dancer and artistic director. Okay, I've just been, servicing the, uh, <laughs> just been servicing the air conditioning units in her office. The highlight for me were the main events. Hey, hey the main <laughs> events, that's very good. I've got to go first, main Charlie, events, so don't know. This is too hard. But, you know, if you have these veteran artistic directors and a bit of ballet dancer. Could be anywhere, Paul. Um, so I'm going to go 72. Mm, I think that's a good guess, and I want to stay in. Oh, so I'm going to go yeah. one one. I'm just going to I'm going to hang with you. You're going to do some S house. I think so. I'm going to go seventy four. Okay, what's what's what she's seventy seven. Oh, he went the right wow. way. So as we go yeah, into the last, it's one. so tight, Paul. It's it is so incredibly tight. tight. Uh, so this, what? What's the scores, Jeff? This is one of the, I think, one of the best birthday spreads that we've we've had. Paul yeah. five out, so on to twenty seven. Yeah. Charlie three out, on to twenty one. Six in it, just six in it with one to Ooh. go. Might get the DVD. It's been that yeah, good. Amazing, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. in the club. <laughs> we're, shop. we're in the ni- we're in ninety four minutes and thirty seconds. We are. <laughs> right That's when we come alive, of course. Yeah. So, um, Charlie, go. you lead us off yes. to stop any s housery like like what we had in the last one. So, what's the next okay, birthday? The Final birthday, Andy. Final birthday of the day, unless we need the tie break. It's the photographer, Terence Pepper. You see, I must admit, it's from two weeks ago, but I like the joke. Okay. Terence Pepper. At least he's honest. He's, 
yeah, his work is incredibly popular in the Middle East. They absolutely worship him there. He's known as Salt and Pepper. Yay! <laughs> Terence Pepper. It's I don't quite know who difficult, he is. isn't it? I don't know who he is, Charlie. I've got to be honest, I'll just be guessing. 68. You're going 68 for Terence Pepper. I think I've gone to you. Okay, I've, um, I'm, I'm going to go... I'm going to go... 75. Yeah. Yeah, well. 75. <laughs> he is, in fact, 73. Oh, so, Jeff. Oh, it's close. Yes. Settle this for us. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to work it out because I didn't know the age <laughs> beforehand. So, <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, Paul, you are two out because you're yeah. 73 and you said 75. So you move on to 29. Charlie said 68. So he is five out. So he moves on to 26. So it's 29 plays 26, and Charlie is the winner. Charlie is the winner. What a game. Amazing. What a game. 26-29, Paul. That is top-level spreading. (laughs) (laughs) Even if we do say so ourselves. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. Charlie, I think we plan to do this all again next Tuesday. Why not? Tuesday and Thursday next week, Paul. Before that, um, you're back on Saturday with Max. Saturday morning, 9 to 11 with Max. The game day warm-up. I'm in Cardiff all weekend. If People can see you Paul, live. Bit of comedy. A little bit of stand-up. Cardiff, the, the Glee Club, Thursday, Friday, Saturday night. Brilliant. Excellent. Uh, I'll see Charlie on Tuesday. Andy's here tomorrow with some fresh clips of the week and all that. Until then, have a fine evening. If you can join us tomorrow from one, great. If not, podcast available at around 4 o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.